Hello and welcome to Cannabis Nation, where we help guide you through the wonderful and complex world of cannabis by shedding light on your most burning questions and dankest desires. We're your hosts. I'm Susan. And I'm Nick. And welcome to Cannabis Nation, episode 19. Episode Woo! 19. Yeah, baby. We're going to hit it. And we're going to hit it hard. And keeping it green. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, Hopefully keeping it green. Yeah. In this episode, we will be discussing how your cannabis product starts its journey to your dispensary shelves. What happens between flowering and packaging can greatly impact the quality of your cannabis experience and the possible cost as well. And then we'll give you some ideas for cannabis cold weather care for your whole body. Yeah. But first... Oh, my God, you guys. It is election day oh as of right now that we are recording this. It's a, it's, it is 2 p.m. Oh on Tuesday the 3rd. God. November and, the 3rd, 2020. Yes. And we are both just full of emotion. Oh, nervous. Nervous. Like expecting parents. Yeah. Pacing back and forth in, in the, around the delivery room. One of us is on the table giving birth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels like both of us are. Right we now. all are. The we whole are, country is giving We are is giving, giving birth. birth to the future, and we are terrified that yeah. of what might come out of us. I mean, seriously, it's like a horror show. We had creaky, creepy grandpas to choose from this election. Yeah. Seriously, like, I, they both just... And then when you look down the rabbit hole of, you know, other possible third party choices, because I do think it's very important for us to have a third party system, you know, a three party or more. These two parties, they're just. Oh, yeah. The two party system's broken. Yeah. It, they just can't get agree on anything. The only thing they're doing is trying to get in each other's way, which doesn't work for the country no, as far it as doesn't. I'm concerned. It doesn't. Unless it's some knee jerk response to something. And then it's, you know. Well, it leaves us in the situation of having to pick the lesser of two evils. One creepy grandpa over another. When there's no realistic option that right. is a good option. Yes. That's how you know that the system's broken. Exactly. That's not democratic this is this is okay well um you can't have a cookie but you can have you can either eat some <laughs> cement or or rat poison whichever you prefer <laughs> like well i guess cement mm. would kill me slower yeah yeah that's true and rat poisoning is that whole you know all things coming out of all orifices yeah blood yeah all that so nonsense. so probably the cement yeah yeah okay cement wins so, yeah, now, I hope everybody is paying attention to the local stuff, too, because that yeah. matters. In Washington State, there was some tax stuff, yeah, you know, and then some school stuff. So, you know, and then, you know, your representatives and think, act locally, think globally, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, vote. And we hope you all voted. And this is going to be an interesting ride because whoever wins, I think it's going to just be contentious and it's going to be up in the air for a couple of weeks. So everybody just buckle up, buttercups, as I always like to say, because yeah. it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just all say, hey, get rid of the two party system and uh, down with capitalism. Anyway, <laughs> no, um, for Professor Potnik's croptober class yes october just passed yes and uh we're gonna tell you a little bit about why we call it croptober in the marijuana industry right but first we have to go to the end of the life cycle of the cannabis plant which is starts with the flowering cycle now what's the flowering cycle it is where uh the point in time when cannabis starts to grow those wonderful buds we all love to partake in mm -hmm. it is the final and most important stage in the life of cycle of cannabis mm -hmm. 
The flowering cycle usually starts when the length of daylight grows shorter. Mm. There are also plants that auto-flower, meaning that they start flowering at a certain amount of time instead of amount of daylight mm-hmm. they're getting. Uh, the flowering cycle usually takes about seven to nine weeks. Some strains take even longer. Flushing usually happens two weeks before the harvesting the bud. In this phase of the flowering cycle, no more nutrients are given to the plant. Mm-hmm. Water only. Mm, this. Please yes, please. You. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. This is to ensure that any salts and minerals in the soil are gotten rid of it or flushed out so they don't give your cannabis a chemical or harsh yes. taste. Yes, yes, yes. And tell them how it affects the burn, too. Exactly, yeah. It affects how the cannabis burns, how it smokes, not just a harsh taste, but harsh on the throat. Right. As well as a good sign that your cannabis was not flushed properly will be that when you burn it, instead of turning into that white powdery ash, yes. it will just be a black hardened chunk of coal, coal. In, your, yeah. in, your, in your pipe or whatever you're smoking out of. Right. Now, all these steps are very important, you know, from from what you do, the nutrients you give them when they're growing, because the flowering stage also is, you know, that vegetative state just before yeah. they start flowering too, yeah. right? So, and then, yeah, and, and then the amount of daylight or whatever whatever yeah. your um choice is there's the a UV symphony or, yeah there's you know. a symphony of inputs that that all work together in order to create your best product on the way out so this flowering uh cycle is super important your mm-hmm. flush is super important the amount of light you're getting it the amount of even even wind blowing on the plant all affects yeah your outcome. now tell them about the white hairs and the trichomes so yeah, uh, harvesting is typically done when most of the white hairs turn color and the trichomes on the plant have become cloudy or milky white. Mm. Mm. This means that the plant has reached its maximum produc- production of THC and cannabinoids. If most of the hairs haven't changed color or the trichomes are mostly clear or transparent, the flower has not matured enough. Uh-huh. And that's how you can tell is that the science Right, that when you, you keep looking at your trichomes and you keep getting out your magnifying glass, yeah. you know, you're like it, every two, three days or every day sometimes going out there because there's that magic time where that happens, right? Yeah. I mean, some some growers will even harvest bud by bud depending because they don't mature right. all at the exact same time, same time depending right. on where it is in the plant and, you know, plant by plant how much. So some guys will get super super intense about it that's not really necessary but it is a cool idea right uh but uh amber colored trichomes mean uh, may have already started to degrade from thc into cbn Mm -hmm. which is a not as psychoactive cannabinoid okay so explain that yeah so cbn i believe we've talked about it a a little bit before but when, when thc starts to break down over time or with oxidation or or uh, various other inputs with light uh, it turns into cbn which is not as psychoactive as thc but when combined with C- uh, thc it can have a more sedative right, effect compared right, right. to th- just straight thc right cbn is a good medicine in its own right though it is also antibacterial anti-inflammatory it's a neuroprotectant uh, just Ooh. to name a few of the benefits. I love that word. Yeah. Neuroprotectant. Yeah. Uh, so maturing a plant past its highest possible THC content can produce that more sedative terpene profile as well, mm-hmm. not just j- with the CBN. Uh, but there's that to be, it needs to be said that 
harvesting early and harvesting late can have its own benefits depending sure. on what you're going for. If you're going for that, if you want more CBN, if you want that more sedative bud, harvesting a little bit later is going to be more beneficial. If you want a real upbeat, real uh, heady mm-hmm. kind of high, Jazzy. often, yeah, exactly, uh, and kind of shorter lived harvesting earlier will be more likely to produce those effects aside from the natural production. So, and, the, the and what's so fascinating about that is not only now are we talking about a phenotype, but yeah. we're also talking about when you harvest that phenotype. Exactly. That also plays a role into its effects as well. Yeah. Because all these, all these cannabinoids start off as different stuff and all these terpenes start off as different stuff and mature as the plants. Mature. Sure. Of course. Um, Let's see. So no. once the plant yeah. is deemed ready for harvest, it is pulled out of its growing medium, and depending on the product or commodity it's to be used for, trimmed of any unwanted plant material, and moved on to the drying process. Right. Now, um, and we wanted to say something about, like, RSO and other full plant commodities here, because they yeah. go through a different process. Well, there are lots of different processes. So, yeah, you have if you have a full plant extract... That means that you're not just taking the buds. Right. You're taking the stems. Some right. people even take the roots and the fan leaves and everything because right. all of those have a different concentration of different cannabinoids, terpenes, and other beneficial chemicals outside of that spectrum Absolutely. Uh, that might be in there. Like companies like Fairwinds use that kind of product for exactly. their extracts and for their capsules exactly. and tinctures. You know, they, they'll go through them and other companies that produce products similar will even juice the yeah. leaves and do all this different stuff because yep. there's so so many different uh, different beneficial uh, chemicals in this plant. Right. Um, and then you also have situations where they will immediately freeze the bud for like making a live resin right. because that's going to you know harness the most terpenes as far as when it's actually harvested. Right. Um, but if you're putting your cannabis forward to a product that is to be smoked. Uh, you're going to move it onto the drying process. Uh, now, the most common method of drying is to cut the branches off the plant and hang them upside down for 6 to 12 days mm-hmm. in a temperature and humidity-controlled room with good airflow. This reduces the moisture in the bud enough to get it to ready where it's ready for the curing process, mm-hmm. which is one of the most important parts that people often skip out on, unfortunately. See, and I think... Now, Nick and I kind of agree on this, that... The more, okay, so you have all this care and everything put in it and flushing and looking at the trichomes and all this other stuff, and then you can screw it up Mm -hmm. at the last final stage here because you're in a hurry to get it on the shelf for whatever reason. So, you know, just know that the curing process is part of it. And I know a lot of you look for the harvest date, Mm -hmm. but please keep in mind, we've said it many times, this is not a milk product. This is more like a cheese and wine product. Yeah, if a product's properly cured, the harvest date almost doesn't matter Mm -hmm. unless it's like... A year later. Right. You know, at that point, and at that point, it still might be good, but it's just going to have a higher CBN content. That's right. Just like, yep, exactly. But if it wasn't cured properly, we'll get into that after I talk about what curing actually is. Let's let's get through this. Okay. Um, So, yeah, once it's dried enough, uh, usually tested by bending the stems, they should snap if it's dry enough. If they crease, then they need more time. Mm -hmm. The buds are removed from the branches and any remaining sugar leaf is trimmed off. Traditionally, they would then be placed in a mason jars filled about 75% and stored in a dark, dry, dark, dry place. Mm-hmm. 
The length of this process is hotly debated, but most commonly done between two and eight weeks. During the curing process, you will burp the jars one or two times a day, <laughs> which is just so fun burping them uh, like a baby, like yeah. your little your baby buds, your little your little babies that you're just taking care of. And uh, but yeah, burping is removing the lid from the jars and allowing new air in and moisture out slowly to ensure that the oils stay intact. Now, I just love this. Like somebody's job is to go and open jars i mean obviously yeah. in, in the in the bigger tiered things that's but that's yeah yeah we'll, yeah we'll get into that too yeah. but yeah so during the burp the bud should also be inspected for signs of mold and fungus that might be growing due to too much moisture mm. and or improper handling of the buds mm. all buds showing signs of these issues will be removed from the jar asap to avoid infecting the other buds <laughs> you will socially distance your buds <laughs> To prevent spreading. Away with you. <laughs> of yeah. infections. That's right. <laughs> All right. Now, for large commercial grows, the traditional cure is pretty impractical. Yeah. When you're harvesting tens to hundreds to thousands of pa- pounds of cannabis yeah, at that's, once. Yeah, nobody's going to be like going around burping mason jars, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Separating all the bud into mason jars and expecting inspecting each bud daily poses some serious time and space constraints uh, <laughs> on a large scale. Most of these growers will cure the bud in large bins or bags that aren't 100% airtight and often be left open for a predetermined amount of time each day to burp. Mm. They will also be curing on the shorter end of the spectrum in order to get their flower onto the shelves as soon soon as as they can. Yes. Some growers will even skip the cure process (gasps) and just hang the plants longer in order to have them dry out as quickly as possible. (sighs) This, however, translates into a lower quality end product with less flavor, lesser high or effect, and uh, often harsher to smoke. Yes. Yeah. So I mean that that's the uh, that's the real downside of what what's going to happen. What you see is not knowing that your buds are often cared for and and done well. So if you're find yourself saying, "Oh, when I like this brand, but I only like the stuff that was harvested recently," then that that's the problem in right. itself is that that brand is not doing a full proper cure. Right. And and also sometimes. You know, when you have that jar and it Mm -hmm. smells really good when you open it up at first. Yeah. And then you go back to it, you know, like whatever, like a few hours later or the next day. And you're like, what what the hell happened? Yeah, it's all gone. Yeah. Now, see, that's that that's the thing is that the curing process doesn't just allow. So the the drying process, the hanging process, that gets all the moisture on the outside of the bud. The right. curing process allows the moisture on the inside of the bud to slowly come out. But what it also does is it allows the terpenes that are on the plant to mature and go through reactions in order to become stronger, more stable chemicals. Sure, sure. So the plant produces chemicals called monoterpenes. These are highly volatile, highly right. reactive. So when you don't have that cure and all the terpenes are still monoterpenes as soon as you open that jar they're gonna poof out and you know if you leave it open for too long it's all gonna be gone right it evaporates right yes but if you keep them in this jar let letting in air very slowly uh-huh. and out then they are going to go through those reactions and hang on to the bud becoming uh, uh larger terpenes that won't evaporate and, uh-huh. and be gone immediately right and you can have some of the benefit of those exactly which is another reason 
that it's the world of you get what you pay for. Some yeah. added time and care as opposed to a churn and burn approach is more costly to the producer, but is well worth the added cost passed on to the consumer in most cases. That's how I feel about it, honestly. Yeah, yeah and the, there's it brings me to this idea of I want to – it would be so cool to have some sort of cure certification oh, yeah. where we could say – this plant was for sure cured this amount of time, this, you know, by these standards. Like a facility where people could pay somebody to cure it Exactly. Correctly. Like like for, for American whiskey, there's the bottled in bond uh, certification ah. where uh, I think it was like in the late 1800s uh, for spirit quality, you know, like France has all its things for champagne and sure, sure. and uh, all, all these all these different types of liquor that have these uh, specific they need to follow these rules in order to be it. America created this where basically they're like, all right, you make whiskey. It has to be from a single season, uh-huh. from a single source, uh-huh. from a single distiller. Uh-huh. And you give it to these government facilities uh-huh. where they will age it for a set amount of time. And then you can slap this bottled in bond and bond sticker on it. Yeah. And it's certified. Right. This was aged this amount of time. Right. Because people were saying whatever. It's like it's fresh out the freaking still. And now they're saying, oh, it was <laughs> it's aged 12, 12 years. years. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So having that is some sort of bottle and bond, but for curing cannabis, if anybody out there wants to do that, you're welcome to just let me know. Professor Potnick gets at least 1%. I just want to be a part of it. (laughs) Just include me because that would be fun. Now, when we talk about, you know, quality of the, of, of care into the production of marijuana and another uh, set of commodities that goes on the shelves is something that we wanted to discuss with you uh, when, when it comes to making the products that we're going to be talking about in this next segment, which is cannabis cold care yes. for your whole body. Yes. The cold weather is here. It is fall. It is cold. It is damp. Yeah. Bright sun. Lots of hand washing from oh lots of different goodness. outdoor products. Yes. Projects can wreak havoc on one's skin. And the muscles and joints, you know, all yeah. the cold weather and you're trying to be active out there and getting chores done oh, yeah. in the yard and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we've compiled a list of some products that will aid in keeping you soothed from head to uh, toe. Yes. Now, first, we're going to talk about topicals. Yeah. This is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Now. This, too, is really important as far as what are you going to do with it? Are you going to use it for your skin care or are you Mm going to use it for joint and muscle care? Because those are two different products. Yeah. Okay. With just like any other commodities out there, you know, you don't put you put Ben Gay on your face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would not be great. God, could you imagine how much that would hurt? That would not be fun. So, you know, and so. Conversely, you wouldn't have like a marijuana product that's like, you know, something for your joints and stuff like that Dragon Bomb product yeah. that we love so much that um, on your face either. You know, you're going to want to use that for your muscles. And so and then don't expect a skincare cream to like take away that, uh, you know, that arthritic problem that some people get during the cold weather or even, totally. you know, achy joints and muscles because it's not really designed to do that. Totally. All right. So know what product you're buying and what you're using it for. Exactly. It's all about what the, what the base is made of and also different cannabinoids and terpenes that they mm-hmm. might put in there in order to aid Yes. Uh, that the, those specific effects, you know, uh, for example, THCA is really good for skin care, 
but it's not really going to do a lot for muscles or See. joints or, or that deep penetrating kind of stuff. So, See. yeah, get your skin creams. You can have uh, – there's lip balms out yep. there, which are fantastic. Wonderful. You know, you have a lot of heating rubs, a lot of uh, mentholated stuff. If you're getting a little cold, mm -hmm. you know, you, there is some, like, even Vaporub-esque kind of Oh, I of love some of those. Yeah, that, like I was saying about that Dragon Bomb pr yeah. product is like that. and. Also, to uh, bath bombs and salts. I yeah. mean, it's just the world is marvelous. And then, you know, don't forget those transdermal patches that I'm a huge fan of. Now, something that Nick and I talked about, you know, we always like to tell people, you know, don't be afraid of a topical if you have to, you know, take a drug test or something because, you yeah. know, they don't break the blood barrier. But then we were thinking about bath salts. And we were thinking, can we say that about the bath salt? Yeah, Not necessarily. Technically, you got some holes that yeah, the bath have, water might make it into, and that have that have lots of bl little blood capillaries at yeah, the end of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you got to be yeah. careful with that. I mean, generally, yeah. with your bath bombs and your bath salts, if you think about the fact that you are dispersing them into a full bathtub full of water, yeah. So, it's not super likely, but, but definitely be careful. Yeah. That being said, it is definitely soaking in a tub oh, season right now. And, yes. uh, and this is just making me want to go home and, and, and throw some bath salts or a bath bomb into, into yeah. a, a tub of nice water Hot water yeah get a cup yeah. of tea i was gonna say that bring a cup of tea in mm -hmm. there nice book yes thank you i was gonna say that yeah. a nice book yes exactly yeah. right exactly and the bath bombs and bath salts are actually really nice like a lot of people are mm -hmm. skeptical of them because no. like i said you are soaking into a full bath but they're very relaxing i mean you generally want to soak for about 30 minutes yep. uh to at really least. get the yeah at least to get the effects of them yeah but they are so relaxing i don't Most know about them smell great. i don't know about you guys or you nick but when i get into the when i get into the bathtub i'm like i'm camping you know yes. what i mean <laughs> it's it's like a day at the spa it's like, yep susan you've been in there for three hours yep you almost already come out nope <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'll keep adding hot water. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, get your Nature Sounds uh, oh. CD playing. And, yeah. oh, yeah, it's it's spectacular. I'm a big, I'm a yeah. big bath guy. Yeah, and so also, too, when you get out of the bath, now here's a good time to put on those nice skin topicals, you yeah. know, for your skin care. Exactly. And you'd your be pores are open. Yeah. They're absorbent. And you'd be surprised how wonderful some of these products are. Yeah. Yeah, they are a little bit more pricier than your regular non-infused commodities, but I feel like they work so well. There's something about cannabis that just lends its, I mean, really, it is, I think, one of those secret ingredients oh, totally. for good skin care. I mean, yeah, we've talked about with your endocannabinoid system, you have a huge amount of receptors mm. in your skin. Yeah. Your skin's the largest organ on your body. The largest and organ it, on your body. And it in generally takes the most damage of any of your yep. organs, unless you have certain hobbies. Um, so... <laughs> Treat it right. Like, it's Absolutely. worth the money to take care of your skin. Yes. I have to say that of all the things, you know, that makes us feel good about ourselves yeah. is when we have that nice, healthy glow and yeah. then we have, you know, and, and we're feeling pretty. 
Yeah, make yeah. your outside match your inside. There you go. Because you're all beautiful on the inside. Amen. I know it. And that's right. And speaking of the inside, then it brought us to some baked goods. What a wonderful time to be inside. Yes. Just crank up the oven. Yep. Put some brownies together. Oh, my goodness. There's yes. all sorts of different ways that you can make your own products. You know, you... you, you Today, they even have, you don't even necessarily need to go through that whole process of making your own can of butter, which is kind of a length, lengthy and involved process. You can even buy infused sugars or inf infused baking oils mm -hmm, uh, that mm -hmm. you can just add into the mix. If you're really adventurous and you want to do a little bit of math, using an RSO is really good. It's yeah. a full plant extract. And depending on the percentage, you can translate that into milligrams. Uh, but yeah, they there are all sorts of lovely, lovely treats that you can just add cannabis yeah. to. Yeah, absolutely. You can even just like add some of that already, you know, activated. Yeah. Distillate stuff into yeah, distillate too. Yeah, into frostings and yeah. all. I mean, it's endless. There's even little packets of like sugar. It's not really a sugar that you can put in. Yeah, you know your coffee or tea. You'll sprinkle on the top of some cinnamon toast or something or yeah. whatever. Now. Kind of interesting, though, I will have to say, okay, this is one of those things where you can always add, you can't take out. Yes. So be aware that yes. you have to mix these things thoroughly yeah. because what can happen is one bite can be completely different than another bite. Yes. So. <laughs> and that could translate to a great time or oh, not, not so, so great, great time. time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. keep that in mind. You really want to combine all the ingredients. I mean, and there's some baked stuff that they say don't combine well. So then, you know, think about what you, maybe a frosting or something yeah. for that baked good. But really, seriously, it's super important. Yeah, that's why yeah. I always recommend, especially if you're adding, you know, an RSO or a distillate in order to do it, mm -hmm. mix it with the fat first because thc is fat soluble it's going to mix really well in with the go. fat and go. then mix the fat into the mixture there you go and don't cut out the it. fat yeah <laughs> that's where it's at <laughs> seriously seriously now we got a lot of options for you for your cold weather care we hope that you guys use some of yeah. this and have a great season yeah thanks for listening to cannabis nation we hope this has shed light on your most burning questions and dankest desires check us out on instagram twitter and facebook at cannabis nation podcast this is nick and susan and, and Nana I'm so nervous. What's going to happen next? I don't know.